Welcome to Skip This Podcast. My name's Luke. And my name's Brownie. We're just a couple of mates who decided to get together and talk about our own mental health. Along the way, we'll chat to some real people and hear their stories and advice on how they deal with mental health. So if this doesn't sound like it's for you, feel free to skip this. Or listen. Oh, I don't really care. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? <laughs> Hello, Nathan. Hello, Luke. <laughs> Why not just start, eh? Yeah. I've been training for the head above water swim. Have you? What have you done? Ice baths. <laughs> One. Two. Two ice baths. Yeah, and it was just for that filming, that clip that I posted without your permission. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. but um, I was running through Monavale Apex Park in flippers. <laughs> I was, it was quite the scene. Uh, I get it now. Your cryptic post uh, the other week about um, you had flippers and there was grass all over them and I was like, what the fuck? Like, are, you, are you swimming properly? You don't yeah. need to have grass, grass on your flippers. Grass swimmer. Just training, mate. Elite athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Elite idiot. That last episode was cool, eh? It was great. Yeah. Um, Audie's... It, I don't, I honestly, I can't describe him any better than Gus did. Yeah, the seven foot of beautiful human. Um, the fact that he, I said it in the show that he opened up to us, um, after meeting us probably 20 minutes earlier. Yeah, um, just shows the vulnerable type of person that he is and that he's happy to be that vulnerable and, and tell you about the way he's feeling. Yeah, and it's, a, it's the message, right? Like if he can tell a complete, two complete strangers exactly. on, in a public forum, you can tell your friend, your partner. I reckon. Um, your, your wife, your yeah, child. Exactly. Um, <laughs> old mate at Red Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's your problem now is that you overshare. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where is Red Rooster? I don't know. There's none Narrow around here. No, nah, that's long gone. Uh, I used to frequent that place. Yeah, my mobile, me, me too. <laughs> um, so it, it's getting a little bit confusing because we're, uh, we're ahead of schedule when yes. it comes to recording. Yeah. So now we're That's sort why of, I was pretending that my clip is gone. And I tried to, <laughs> I tried to play along when <laughs> I gave it away. But it would have been your birthday too by the time this episode went out. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> How was that? My birthday in in minus my birthday a week ago was brilliant. Thank you. This is a bit confusing. Yes, but happy birthday anyway. Thank you. Thirty nine. Um, Last birthday as an as a, as a not not at not parent. How is that possible? I know. It's fuck. Oh, it's fuck. At, least, at least you've made it this far. Yeah. I reckon when I first met you, I was like, he's not going to make it to forty. No, not uh, you. You would have surveyed a hundred people, and ninety seven of them would have said Brownie will not make thirty nine, and I would. Voted as uh, like uh, yeah, it was a yes or no, and if you voted yes, he would not survive. You would have won. Well, congratulations! Congratulations! I made it. Thirty nine. You know, you know what? I was with my parents today, and um, my mum's at me for my birthday present, which has just happened last week. By the time you hear this, but I said, just give me a cot. A cot. Yeah, for the baby. Oh, yeah. I asked for a cot for my birthday. That's, oh, mate, the the things that you'll ask for now and the things that Fucking you prioritise, like it's just it's silly. I think for Christmas last year, I was like, just don't get me any presents, just because I know that just you're all going to buy so much shit for heat. Just get me hey, some. Hey, you know what? We have to shout out to our um, sports guy who can't be with us today because he's a dad. Yes, he is. Or Mitchy uh, Blue Eyes. I think do, we didn't talk about it on the last episode, did we? We had it by then. Um, little Harry. Yeah, little Har- Harry. Son Mars. of sports guy. Yeah. Um, he's the cutest. And uh, Mitch has already just taken to dadhood. Yeah. Um, and shout 
that to his beautiful partner, oh. Catherine. Catherine. Catherine's just done an amazing mom. job, natural mum. Have, have you met Harry? Nah, I haven't met Harry. I haven't met Harry. Uh, you know why I haven't met Harry? <laughs> why? Because um, my partner, Jamie, can't get can't get the whooping oh, cough for another right. week. So yep. um, you can't. The vaccination, not the disease. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you can get. You guess you can get whooping cough. I don't even know what whooping cough is, but I've been um, vaccinated for it. And you know what? I'm not an anti-vaxxer, so I just I didn't ask any questions. It sounded sounded legit, and a nurse put it in me, and I. <laughs> And then she also gave me the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, Moving on. How are Um, you? I'm good. Good. Um, What's happened since we we spoke last? I don't think much. Well, we've got to look into the future a little bit to see what's going to happen. We've had my birthday. Something did happen. We had uh, Heath's little procedure. Yes. yes. Uh, That was a couple of days after we recorded the last episode. Yes. Um, Mate, that kid is just an absolute weapon. He just breezed through it. The only thing that he... Uh, cracked it over was the fact that he couldn't eat for so long. Yeah, and now he's just as he would. Now he's just eating like a machine. So wow. um, yeah, he's a he's a tough little fucker, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's back. We kind of laid low on the Saturday just to make sure he was back on schedule, and it was just like nothing happened. So. Didn't get to see him tonight. He was in bed. We're, in, we're down at the Goldman the, the Goldman Hayes Studios <laughs> in Manly, and. Um, the, the, no, you'd be lucky to see him um, uh, if you get here after six thirty. Because yeah. he just he well, just that's why we sleep. record when we record because we're working around his sleep schedule, yep, aren't we? This is true. Um, so yeah, so that's happened. What about you? You're coming up with all sorts of social content. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just getting a bit of a digital creative um, um, overlording at the moment. So I'm work. I've got a few things going on. Busy at work, selling a lot of tickets. Uh, yeah. Just, just, um, yeah, 20 weeks pregnant, just about. You beauty. Halfway. Halfway, mate. You, oh, we're halfway there. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It goes quick. Yeah, it's flying. It flies. It flies. So, yeah, that's that's been my weekend there. Yeah, I had my birthday in the future the other week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that would have gone live by the time this episode comes out is uh, the raffle. For yes. the Loop the Lake. Yes. Uh, it is going to go live. Um, I'm going to make it go live in the next couple of days and it's going to be based online. Perfect. That's um, the internet for you that guys. That is the internet for you guys. Online. On the line. On the line. Um, in the, I think in it's the just going to be the best way and you'll be able to buy tickets and it will count as a donation to the Loop the Lake as well. Yeah. So. Um, all the all the proceeds will be going to the exact same spot to yep. uh, raise money for uh, Jaffa, which is the Juvenile Arthritis Foundation of Australia. Yep. Um, we've got a full load of heaps competitors of cool now. Oh, as well. Yeah, we've got heaps of competitors too. But yeah, as you were going to say, we, our, our prizes have have gone off the Richter scale. Let me just run through them because I've I've been sent a list today uh, of what we've got going. So we've got. Two three-month unlimited training vouchers for Fitzum, which is worth $1,250. We've got all of our Audio-Technica uh, head, uh, oh, headphones. Yeah. That's After what we take for about, ourselves. Yeah, about 1000 bucks worth Sponsor of headphones. Um, we've got an $800 Panasonic camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's donated by Camera House, I believe. Yeah, okay. Uh, we've got a $600 Blackmore's hamper. Ooh. Two $500 Nitro vouchers. Yeah. I don't know who, who, who got them. Fucking they were not worth nothing at the moment. <laughs> uh, Actually, they're fucking prized possession. They are, they I'm like, they're, you know, well, I might take them, I might take them for myself. The amount um, of people who are hitting me up for free tickets. <laughs> So I need to win them. <laughs> what else have we got? We've got uh, three uh, mental health first aid courses. Yes, yeah, Steve, Steve Gamble, the Lord from Man Anchor. 
This is a new one that's come in since oh. uh, we last talked. Is a four hundred eighty dollars canvas print in a sustainable timber frame, oh. a photo of the ocean floor at Elizabeth Beach, Beach Foster. Fuck, I fucked oh. that up. Um, oh, good. And I think that's from the Porras, I yep. believe. Um, unreal, unreal. Pandora bracelet, and earrings, oh. uh, two hundred and seventy bucks worth. Around a golf and uh, for four and golf carts at Longy Long Reef oh, Golf Club. Who got that? Uh, I don't know. I believe we got donated the other yeah. week. Oh, um, that's good. Eh? We got vouchers for KO. Oh. Um, and did you get a Gold Coast signed jersey? Yeah, I got one from my mate Chris Walker. Walkers oh, on. Walkers on. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the hardest prize to give away on the on the northern beaches, but it, it'll, it's a, it's a great prize. Um, and then late to the piece uh, this afternoon, I got another two prizes, which were two black swagger hammocks for eighty five dollars, <laughs> each from a place called Well Hung Hammocks. Oh, great very, name! Great name. Uh, and Glass Avenue have come to the to Do the, the hammocks dra- drag along the floor. <laughs> what? What? Um, you, third yeah. third leg hammocks. Rabbit has donated another hundred buck uh, gift voucher for oh, Glass yeah. Avenue. I still got my mum's Glass Avenue voucher in my backpack that she won <laughs> at the last raffle. Well, maybe she's not going to use it. We might as well just chuck it in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's that's going to be all online. All the details we'll put uh, on the socials and Fitzin will probably share it as well. So you'll be able to either donate or if you want to win something, you can get a, a ticket in the raffle or a bunch of tickets. Uh, or if you want to take part, there's a couple of spots left. Just but I think it might. post about it. Let's, just, let's it, get down to business. Okay, let's get, let's get down to business. Yeah, okay. Let's so what have we got to today? What do we have today? We have a great friend of mine from Nitro Circus. He kind of needs no introduction. He's probably the highest profile person we've had on the podcast. He's He's got a hell of a story, injuries, men, mental health, trolling, um, double backflipping freestyle motocross Wizard of Oz Harry Bing so Harry welcome 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 beautiful and now you by the magic of um, Hollywood you connect this <laughs> intro to Harry's interview and it's seamless <laughs> is that how it works yeah I'm going to leave that bit in oh, I wasn't going to but I'm going to say ya bye have we got ya connecting to audio Oh, that looks like he can hear us. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hello, Harry. We did it. Hello, mate. How are we? What are you doing with a shirt on? Uh, I was just, I knew you were going to ask that. It's freezing today. It's been raining all week. Um, There's pretty crazy winds going on at the moment. Whereabouts are you? Tell tell the listeners at home, where are you, mate? Uh, We're just chilling in my backyard by the pool. Got uh, the newest edition. We got a freezer here. Been spend, yeah, I got a, been spending a lot of time in that. Or just every day. Had it for about a week now. Repping a bit of Bink Big merch there, I see. Yeah, mate. Got to get, got to keep the sponsors happy. <laughs> what have you got? What have you got? <laughs> yeah, this bad boy. Bowlcut <laughs> Academy, killing it, dude. Yeah, I love it. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the bowl cuts a bit later on. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, kind of. Going on at the yeah. Harry meet Luke. Luke meet Harry. Hey mate, how you going? I, hey, Luke. I feel like nice I, I feel like I know you uh, just through Nathan and the random yeah. merchandise that he wears that of yours, and <laughs> the fact that um, I, I just see so much of you on social media and you share so much of your life, and uh, you, you seem like one of those guys that like I already feel like I know, but I'm and literally meeting you for the first time right now. Yeah, nice. It's probably, I probably share probably too much 
probably more than I should on social media, but no, nice to meet you, mate. Nice to meet you too. So we'll start off. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, it's really good of you. We wanted to do this in person, but COVID just keeps knocking us back. So uh, Zoom yep. it is. We'll have to do a, an in-person thing eventually. But first off, when people say Harry Bink, what do you think they think? Oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. And it's honestly, I don't really care because I used to try and think like, oh, what would this person's aspect be? A lot of people have different aspects or see, see me in a different way. Even like from my dad to a mate to a, my dad. <laughs> I remember for the first few years of like me uh, um, touring with Nitro and that, it was just always, what are you doing this for? What are you doing? Why don't you see why you have to do it like that? Why don't you just do it like all the other guys are doing it? It's like sort of not really having any, um, before I had any type of reputation or anything like that, it was always like, what are you doing that for? And then the stuff that I was doing kind of ended up working out for me. And there was also stuff that worked against me, but um, I had a lot of fun along the way doing it all. But to answer that question, um, I feel like it comes down to the individual and what they kind of choose to see in me because I kind of try and target a lot of areas, whether it's um, like just staying, like doing yoga, meditation and all that side to partying and carrying on to doing lots of fitness. Um and renovating my house or kind of whatever aspect. So if you're a female looking in, you're like, oh, I don't know. They might see different stuff as well. Like they might go, oh, they might see the yoga side of me. Or um, I feel like I have a lot of different sides of me. It just kind of depends on the individual. You definitely do uh, have a lot of sides to you. I noticed the biggest thing I notice is that you do send it when you, uh, when you go out. Uh, but you're always the first one up the next day on in the fitness, in the gym, hitting it hard. So I, I don't know how you do it because I have one beer and then try to go Youth. to the gym the next day. I can't do it. Youth. <laughs> <laughs> I only hit duty last week, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm still <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask Nathan the same question. Uh, what do you think people think when they hear the word Harry Bink? Oh. Oh, so I've known Harry, we were going to get into like Harry joined the Nitro Circus back in 2015 as just a um, kind of, he was doing a hometown show in Canberra and, and impressed um, all the right people and has been a full-time member of the circus ever since. So we're going to go into that story a, a little bit later on, but I've kind of seen seen the, the kind of um, metamorphosis and the kind of almost like the chameleon Harry Bink kind of changing over the last kind of six years since I've known him. Once upon a time, I would have probably described him as a guy who guys want to be and girls want to be with. And I think he's kind of matured a matured a lot in 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 more recent times and and i think it's so great what he does for action sports now because you if you follow him on instagram on social media you see how much work and hard work he puts into like what how many hours a week do you train do you reckon at the moment harold i never keep a logbook of any anything and i always mix it up i always just try and um if i have a set criteria or if i even keep a logbook i kind of um i probably should keep a logbook but to answer your question, I don't know. Mm. I just kind of just if I have time to do something, I will do it. Um, and I I kind of get I eat myself up in guilt if I am just sitting there doing nothing. So it kind of ends up doing end up doing something all the time. So um, you, you had a roughly roughly I'd train every day, 
like for all every week day and then try and get in the yoga sessions a couple times a week as well like to stretch and all the conditioning stuff you had a post today actually which i thought was really interesting i just want to read it i just want to pick your brain about this you just liked it too yeah i liked it earlier and that's why i wanted to bring it up I've, <laughs> this is this is uh on the bink big page i've taken a big step staying very loyal towards my fitness this year thank you to all the amazing people that have made my journey so enjoyable we're just getting started let's go 2021 i would have always said you your physical fitness has always been a huge 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 part of kind of your your life your since I've known you I think it's more yeah. you've kind of evolved a little bit into looking after the mind a little bit more right yeah for sure um definitely so when I said loyal I just mean I, before this year I've never eaten clean or stuck when I say stick to a diet I'm not on a specific diet at the moment I'm just not putting any shit in my body I'm eating lots of veggies and heaps of veggies like a couple kilos or probably like four kilos of veggies a week because i um but yeah um, yeah, like the other night i ate a lettuce like an apple (laughs) a whole lettuce yeah just chomp the thing down um but yeah so i've never i've never and i've always partied ever since i was like 16 i've partied like nearly every weekend like obviously you have your weekends off here and there or you go, you hit it too hard for a couple for a period of time, and you say you're going to do a month sober, and you kind of pull that off, and then you're back into the old routines. Um, but when I say loyal, I just mean I was struggling with a lot of injuries. One leg was like 0.8 of a kilo lighter than my other leg, so just like not as, um, was behind a lot in muscle and stuff. So just um, evening out my body a lot and getting on top of all my injuries. And then being a, so, I'm able to progress in my um, in my fitness and my riding. Um, so I'm strong enough to hit this new big ramp that Nitro of um, that so, that we're trying to um, come off with at the moment. The, the latest project. So by the time this kind of goes to air, you'll be basically a, a month's sober, and you kind of just got no real plans to break that right now. Yeah, um, so basically, I'm just mixing up my formula. Um, so obviously, ba- balance is everything. I've done things before where you try and do something and then you just end up doing it for a month, two months max, and then you kind of blow out and go back to your old ways. So balance and staying consistent is the most important thing. Um, but yeah, just not clocking into any like really big weekends. Um, clocking I did, in, yeah, you like that, the kids these days. <laughs> Like a fucking since, job. Since New Year's, um, <laughs> yeah, I did New Year's till Oz Day, and I planned out drinks on Oz Day, and I it was fun. But um, I think I just have that much other good stuff going on in my life at the moment. It doesn't out like the drinking kind of just doesn't even outweigh of how much um how much good stuff I have going for me and for what I have to look forward to. Yeah, because it was to a pretty wanted- pretty shitty end to um to to your year. Like I know we're not going to touch on it too much but i wanted to talk a little bit about social media and you know you being trolled a couple of times and how how do you deal with like that type of stuff like some of the shit that's been thrown your way um you know there's obviously kind of two incidents that really come to mind is you know a, a, an unfortunate very public breakup and then the goat traversy which again we can, we won't talk about too much but how did you you cop some serious flack on on social media like almost lost sponsors like how how difficult what was that 
Yeah, it was pretty very unique. Um, when I say unique, it was just like can go two ways. Um, you can you're obviously as tall as your temper. Um, if you if you're gonna and social media is the last place to be putting that stuff as far as um anything goes with um just any of your life problems like. Even like with people's life problems, um, even just talking about mental health in general, like people are like, oh, it's okay not to be okay, speak up. But like I have some simple rules that it's just like uh, if you have a problem, have a seven-day cooling off period. Write down your problem, do everything you can for seven days to try and overcome it. And if you can't overcome it, then talk to someone or speak up. People like people have like a, a, mood, a mood will come over them of an afternoon and they've posted about it before they can even hear themselves thoughts or whatever it is. Um, even like anything to do with a relationship, I have like a 30 day cooling off period. So whatever your opinion is to yourself, just even to your partner or whatever it is, have, like write down your problem or whatever it is, and then reevaluate it at the end of the time period. Also, if you're having depressed feelings or whatever it is, um, Right, like be aware of what your problem is and don't drink for a month and then see if you still have a problem. And then people's problems have already brushed over and they've already solved their problems. So I have like a few little formulas from that that I've that I um, stuck to myself in the earlier days that I've just been sticking to. And then when I when these bigger problems gained or came across, I just have my cooling off period. I just go, okay, I'm not allowed to just, just sit here and Wait yeah. for seven days, yeah. and then and then and then assess it. It's so, um, like let it soak in. We've we've heard so many different coping mechanisms. This is a kind of new one. How how did you um where where do you learn that from? Like it's a pretty 100%, interesting. One hundred percent myself, because yep. when I was putting when you when you first younger, um, dealing with like chicks for your first time, you don't know how to. You, you kind of call, like when you're going through your early 20s and you're coming into your first proper relationships and stuff, you have problems and then you kind of even target, like sometimes you'll think that the chick's a psycho or whatever it is, but it's usually just your dramatic decisions. Yeah. You have a decision one day and then the next day. So it's just like whenever I got in a fight with a chick, I, I used to be like, fuck you, then, like attack him. But yeah. then I, I made a thing to myself, whatever my answer is, Whatever I say, whenever I say something, it has to, that answer or that meaning has to say the same for 30 days. Okay. I like so, that. It's a really good, uh, yeah. it's a really yeah, good theory, so you, the formula. You're like, if you're going to, if you're fucking pissed off at your chick because she, I don't know, she's just whatever, whatever has happened at the end of the day and you go to call her a mean name, you have to mean what you just said to her for 30 days. Mm. Yeah. Or even if it's the same with compliments. Yeah. Fuck that! Like fuck! I love you. You're the best girlfriend ever. You like deep down, you, you have to you have believe to that yep. to yourself for the whole thirty days. You're like, am I gonna believe what I just said to this person for a whole thirty days? They're like, nah, she's gonna be a cunt tomorrow. I'm not gonna <laughs> even like. So hold back on those compliments, or same with the negative. Just yep. to be more of a consistent person. Just I'll I'll just set the table just a little bit. I'll just have one more question about this because I want to find out how you did use this um, formula. Um, so Harry Harry had a pet goat, and um, 
tree that goat like just a great pet and the and the RSPCA the the do-gooders um, the politically correct people just relentlessly trolled you and went up to the point where you escaped to Bali right and it was that your way of kind of adapting your your cooling off formula instead of like you were like mercilessly trolled like stuff we've never seen before for an athlete like we were really worried about your welfare how difficult was putting in those um formulas and practice into place during that period a couple of years ago um it was a really good learning curve that thing um obviously uh i never understood how powerful the internet was yep. until before that yep um and then obviously like going just from the, growing up in canberra pretty basic and then moving to the gold coast getting on the nitro traveling the world and it was kind of just like i could do anything and it was good but like i was still very respectable and wasn't doing anything too gnarly yep. but then for something to go wrong that easy i was pretty amazed by how much it got blown out if i had done something bad and i knew i was a bad person or like i knew i did something bad and yep. like and i would generally that would have affected me a lot yep. but because i knew everyone around me like everyone knew that it was just a blown out thing on social media yeah. so it got gnarly because you had your vegans saying yeah Oh, do, do everyone a favor, hand in the goats, go kill yourself. Yeah. And there were so many comments, like people wanted public to see comments, him public, com- public comments yeah. saying like wanting Harry's head on a platter. Like those animal activists, like they're the people that are, are like – they triggered so easily and that was that was a few years ago and and young harry was just kind of blowing up as a kind of absolute um fmx superstar and he just kind of won won uh, nitro world games gold medal and he you just had to shut up it was it was a traumatic time and i think for us it was it was hard watching a young kid go through that but i think you know using those formulas you had like that's obviously one of your big coping mechanisms and it's it's actually why we ended up getting you on the the podcast was because we were together a couple of weeks ago in brisbane and i just really i just really we hadn't seen each other for 12 months and i just really noticed a diff a positive difference in your um mental state of mind and and one of those things we talked about was the the good human factory and your your kind of relationship and p- partnership with Cooper Chapman. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, cool. Um, so to finish that goat story, um, obviously it sucked with sponsors and then I wanted to um, to over – I didn't want it to affect – I wanted to do everything I could in the situation to make it better, but I also learned that um, there was just all keyboard worries. Like if, if they were actually serious, someone would have showed up to my house or something. But yeah. it was just all internet wars. Um and then another thing I did was I just observed I observed it as I wasn't in it. I observed it like it happened to one of my mates. Yeah. And I kind of just laughed at it, to be honest. Yeah. And that, that, interesting just, just again, right? Got off social media for two weeks. And then, um, oh, yeah, I went to Bali for about 10 days. Yeah, for over there. And just didn't, I deleted all the apps off my phone so I couldn't click on them. Um, probably the best and then i just let it brush over but at the same but I, as i said whenever i go through something even when i'm shitting myself on my dirt like to do a gnarly stunt when i whenever i'm in like a moment where i'm like fuck this is fucked i don't want to be in it 
I observe myself as a third person. Yeah. And just go, I laugh at myself. I go, oh, look, are you scared? Look at this scared little kid <laughs> and in you front of a rat. Observe yourself hey, as a third person. You, how could you not be even more scared? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, and then I just go, oh, like, oh, you scared. And then I just go, oh, oh good luck, brother. And just <laughs> enjoy the ride and just fucking go do it. That guy, um, that guy sounds like a bit of a prick. <laughs> Uh, um, just yeah, just little ways so you're not just trapped in your own in your own brain or trapped in. Uh, I tell myself anyway. Yeah, just so I'm not trapped in that in that one um, vision or that one side of the, the situation. How old are you? Um, twenty six. Twenty six. What wise? Like, eh? Yeah, pretty wise for a twenty six year old. Like uh, I, like, from what I've seen, you you have gone through a lot, but. The fact that you have all these sort I of... I don't say what that at all. I fucking feel like I've been on a... So I've had it so good. I'm killing yeah, it. Yeah. Um, your outlook on, on how to deal with mental health, it just seems so advanced for a 26-year-old though to me. But yeah. it's actually basic. It's actually really fucking oh, basic. It's so basic. It's just, it's just whenever you have problems, go, okay, this happened this way. I just take emotion out of heaps of stuff. I used to be very emotional and it affected certain ways. Yeah. And then I learned how to disconnect emotion from stuff and looking at everything as a third person, not being so like, you know, so you don't take anything as, so you don't take stuff personally. Like, or do you, try not do to you anyway. think um, part of that is you being an elite athlete, a professional athlete who's, you know, you've spent a lot of time on the sidelines, like you had nine months on the sidelines with your shoulder reconstructions and then broke your femur straight away you recently did a post about all your injuries like has that has that time off the bike helped you kind of reflect like that and come up with the plan the plans to kind of deal with the adversity uh no when i broke when i had all the injuries i when i broke my femur i was living in a party house with two of the boys <laughs> and we just partied that one out i've i didn't even stop one bit with that injury um <laughs> Because I, I got a rod put in. Because I got a rod put in. If you get, if you do ligaments, you have to look after it. Like my shoulder, I, I know I was training a lot, but I, I looked after it. Like I didn't, I wasn't partying too much with my shoulder. Um, but with my femur, because it's just a bone, they put a rod in. So I just was, I was walking on it within a week. I would actually get drunk and walk on it because I knew it was, it was breaking up the scar tissue and triggering all the triggering all the muscles in it because it's got a rod. So you can't do damage to just a clean snap bone by using it. So, He's sounding a little uh, bit more like a 26-year-old with um, <laughs> drinking through an injury like this, right? <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting one. But um, anyway, so that was um, – yeah, so to answer that question, um, no, no. I just um, – but being – doing what you love is your, is your fuel. So your passion will overdrive anything. Um, money's such a, I believe money's such a shit illusion sometimes because people go through their days, how can I make more money, this, that, this, and they kind of chase their tail. Um, and it, But it affects their part, their thoughts or their what they get out of themselves in the day. Like my currency is um, putting in whatever, however much energy you put back into the universe, that's the strongest currency there is. Mm. But putting energy back into the universe, other people, to yourself, whatever it is, that's like the strongest currency. 
So me coming up with all these morals is just me putting energy back into the universe. Um, and that's like a way more stronger formula. And if you do all that stuff right, all the money, the, the rest will come with it, um, with work and stuff like that. But doing what you love is your fuel. So then that's how I've gained all the other side bits of knowledge. I feel like this might be a good segue into talking about what you briefly showed us in the background there, which is your ice baths that you've been doing and yeah. your meditation and stuff. Has that have a, had a big sort of part in that sort of uh, putting stuff back into the universe that you're just talking about? Yeah, that's that's putting stuff back into myself. Um, but that's that's just calming. That's so some people service their cars. Meditation is servicing your thoughts. Yeah. Um, your thoughts can get very rapid. You can wake up and you go, oh, I got all this stuff to do. And you, and you kind of got all these things on your mind and you kind of jotting from one activity to another. And you're not like when you're doing one job, finish that job and then move to the next job. And then, and then like, and then you can motor through them. But when you're trying to do too much stuff at once, you just do a whole day of fucking around and kind of. Sounds like me when today. You meditate, <laughs> yeah, but when you meditate, you categorize, like you literally just categorize everything. Everything has a section. I have more time. I can take on more stuff. I can think more. I'm really bad at multitasking. Like I am, at the end of the day, I'm actually super basic. I'm very basic, as anyone on Nitro would know. But um, but I kind of just don't give up on things. Um, and then that's how, that's how my formula kind of helps me, I, I believe. And meditation is like kind of new to your regular routine. Is that right? Yeah, I've been doing medit. I've been doing hot Bikram yoga, which is basically the formula of meditation because you're meant to be controlled breathing for the whole hour. Yeah. Um. So that's been going on for two years now, which I that's like my that's what saved me. Um. Man, hot Bikram yoga is the most strongest, powerful thing I've ever kind of. The most powerful tool I have in every in all my training and everything I do, hot Bikram yoga is the strongest. Um, but I've been meditating for yeah, year and a half now, and um, it's just so good. They say a twenty minute meditation is equivalent of a four hour nap. Um, wow. And I'm pretty sure that's what they said. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. Then, um, we don't fact check. Yeah, you. but like if I'm where well, I just do it to when I'm just got to like when my thoughts are just going triggering. Or even if you're feeling like a bit like anxious or like whatever it is, you just meditate and you just like, I, sometimes like when you're by yourself and you're like doing stuff and then I meditate and I like feel like I've, I get the same release as if I've just hung out with five people or yeah. like a couple of people or a mate. Like, you know, you're like just been working heaps and then you go catch up with a mate and you're like, oh, sick. Like that was a nice little release. I can go back to work and now when I meditate, I can get that, that same feeling. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, obviously, no no one says a bad word about meditating, but I feel like meditating works for different people in so many different ways, doesn't it? And it's a, it's a kind of another way it works. Hearing Harry Harry describe it like that, definitely. It's like it's like um the analogy, um, fuck, big word. Harry. Two, two, two dudes, um, two dudes at war watch their best mate die. One of them had the biggest grudge on life and hated life, and then the other guy. Um, seen it like he was so lucky to be alive and just and it turned him super grateful and swapped everything and helped everyone way more. Yeah, wow. Um, but, yeah, so just whatever. That sounds whatever, like you yeah, might whatever. be using the Calm Meditation app by chance. Is that Would that be correct? No, nah, I don't. Oh, damn it. I, 
I did. I heard Miley Cyrus say it in a podcast. Okay. And I and Wait, I downloaded what? it. Uh, um, I heard Miley Cyrus uh, talking about the car map okay. on um, He heard you. On Joe he, he just wanted you to talk about Miley Cyrus again. <laughs> I just wanted to make uh, sure you said that again. I love her. <laughs> She's the best. Um, I loved her after listening to Joe Rogan's podcast just because of how real she is. Hey, um, I, that was, it's a, that's a good segue. Like, who who is your hero? Uh, Travis Estrada. And who is Travis Pastrana to you, and why is he your hero? Um, I grew up watching him on everything on TV, like on all these DVDs as a kid. That's all I ever wanted to be. I never thought I'd meet him. Um, and I just watch these DVDs over and over again. And, like, as a kid, people always say to you, like, oh, if you could hang out with one person, anyone in the world, who would it be? It was Travis. Like, my goal was to go to Travis's house one day and just, like, go to his house. So I just hang out with him um, for a day just because I was loved his, um, just his vision on life and he made the impossible to seem possible. And it was just obviously like his kids growing up now and they see him as a family man. Yeah. Um, but I grew up watching him in his prime, like the whole way through life. Yeah. Just a savage. Um, and, and, to, and to even to reset that now, anyone else who I'd want to, who I like really looked up to or vision. Um, the only kind of stuff, like I take my hat off to David Goggins. I love that crazy mentality. Yeah, he's, um, he's awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, just, yeah, just like more mental health stuff and um, just how yeah, I'm still learning lots. I'm kind of resetting a lot of, not resetting, but just still just look, watching and learning. Well, you're growing up as well. Like you're 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 a public figure, and you know you've always been very public in your public figureness. So I think you know a lot of people who have been following you since like well before your first Nitro Circus show have, have kind of grown up with you. Like what you you have a couple of hundred thousand followers, and and I think anyone who follows your life would know and see the changes in you. And you're still definitely that crazy lunatic kid. But you're just a little bit older and wiser yeah it's um even like so the conversations i have with myself from a 20 year old to now like are insane that's the craziest thing like when you look at the 20 year old or the to to 26 like i as you said i'm still the identical kid i still ask the same dumb questions but but what the but the thoughts that i have to myself and the way i talk to myself is just so different but like when people watch me um they see me like they um they'd still see me the same obviously because i am still the same and everything like that but um just when i go to yeah just the conversations i have with myself and how i treat myself and I feel like I have so much more time in my days. Um, but now when I ride and now when I – I always used to be an amp rider, like just fuck, yeah, like just scream at myself like, and it was just so in the moment, like then, then or never. Um, I'd, I'd barely ever practice anything. I'd get it like the trick once and then I'd just go, yep, Nitro, I can do this trick. And yep. I'd just get I'd straight on a plane going to do these tricks. Um, so now like I have my airbag and stuff, I'm trying to perfect my tricks and just doing them heaps of times. So even though they're the biggest gnarly tricks, like now I get in like in competition and stuff, I'm trying to do them all the time just to get them comfy and then keep moving forward into the next chapter of our sport. 
Um, but uh, so when I put on my helmet, I'm trying to just have this calm, consistent focus instead of just this amp focus where I was kind of just running on the limiter all the time and doing bare minimal riding. Now I'm trying to ride for longer amount periods of time, but notching it back a bit, slowly getting that up to a higher level. Such a crazy insight yeah, into it. like that's... the mind underneath that helmet is just is just so interesting and like every one of those professional dirt bikers is risking life and limb every time they jump that seventy five foot gap and they all kind of deal with it very differently and, and you know like tra- Travis in particular says like if you're not nervous and scared you you that's when you're at your most vulnerable to get hurt. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And when you look at the Nitro um, riders, like all the FMX guys, every single, nearly every single one of them is like a different style of rider. Like, and you can and you can tell by the way they talk about their riding. Mm. Like, my favourite by far is Sheeny because he's just so blunt and bold, and he's just like, yeah, we'll just do it like this, then you dickhead. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. Like, just do it. Why don't you just do it like this? I, I lo- like. You know, I- I like you pointing out – sorry, Luke, I know you're going to ask. I like you pointing out Sheeny because has he been a bit of a role model for you because I would call him as like the first generation of, you know, FMX like athletes who really took their physical and mental fitness seriously. He's yeah. a few years older and wiser, you know, the first man to do the triple backflip. Like probably pr- – I mean, not probably, gnarliest thing ever on a dirt bike and arguably the gnarliest thing in action sports, period. What's it been like? Has he been, been – of a big brother slash mentor for you do you think yeah definitely Sheenie's um she was so helpful having him on to uh um learning off him watching him how to watching the way like the stuff he eats the stretching um he like there were so many times where we'd just get to a hotel and we'd go into the gym and it'd just be me and him working out shirtless and stretching. yeah <laughs> um it's a hot but spot yeah she was gym. kind of the only guy that was <laughs> taking it really like seriously and doing everything proper um, which I, which was really good for me. I learned so much about, so much off that. And he helped me a lot. Like when we went away, like going to X games and things like that, he just helped me like, just cause I did not have the knowledge and he was just, um, he, he's, he's brought up very well and he's, um, and he just, his work ethic's so good. Yeah. And it's just so bold, bold and blunt. Like it's just, yeah, this is how it is. Yeah, Let's see. I was actually just yeah. going to talk about because you spoke about uh, mental toughness and stuff there, and I can only imagine uh, the amount of mental toughness it takes to get through some of the injuries that you had. Um, I know Nathan probably knows, but can you rattle off some of the injuries that you've had in your career? Yeah, so um, smashed my right heel and then got 20 screws reembracing my right heel, and I also snapped um my tib and fib in that same same accident. Then um then I snapped my left tib and fib. Then I snapped my right tib and fib again in a different place. Then um smashed my wrist, like broke all my thumb and I have a plate in my thumb and in my wrist still. Um dislocated my shoulder 35 times before I got operated finally because I had got my dream contract on Nitro Tour and was super dedicated to finish the year and Started the year with seven dislocations and then finished it with 35. Um, on Most and- of them on tour. And Josh Sheehan, who he was talking about, was the guy <laughs> who would put this shoulder back in place and he just, Harry would just finish the show. Keep going. There's a few more. Yeah. And then um, and then snapped my femur after getting my shoulder fixed. Um, and then I 
got the metal, those 20 screws and um, 20 screws and some metal work in my ankle and my, oh, sorry, 20 screws in my heel and my ankle taken out and a rod taken out of my left leg um, straight after I broke my femur. And then that, that one hurt. Like getting all the metal taken out of your heel was pretty painful. Um, but then, yeah, and other than that, um, I've had a few other good injuries, just like broken toes and scratching myself up and a few good concussions and that along the way. But they're just, yeah, they're the main ones. So it's quite a resume. Yeah, yeah. What is it like? It, it, does, that, does that kill you in the moment when you are sort of injured to not be able to do life the way you sort of want to do it? Does that... Does that play on your nah, mind? I don't. I just look at it like a challenge. Like, oh, I broke a bone or I broke a limb, and then it's just try and um, it's just another hurdle. Like, it's it's not like if I was if I had a really bad back injury and I was just stuck on my back, I'd be pro- I'd probably just, my brain would just go nuts, and mm-hmm. I'd have to try and learn how to deal with that. Um, but when it's just a leg, it's just like, oh, cool. Loose, I'll use, I'll walk around and. <laughs> I can still go train my upper body. I can still do all upper body stuff. I can still progress in that. It's just time to get stronger in other areas and then um, and, and work on other things, whatever it is. Being, in saying that, though, there's only so much time you can kind of go through the injuries. Like when um, I had that whole year of injuries and now into COVID, I'm kind of running dry. I'm not running dry. I've, I've, I've been, fo- as you can see, I've been focusing on myself a lot and I've, I've got heaps of projects and I got I got stuff enough stuff to keep me busy and pumped and entertained still, but I am very getting very eager to get back to touring and it's just making me um get more and more excited. It's a, I think it's a very common trait for all of these guys. Like a doctor will tell Harry or Travis or Jared McNeil, it's going to be six months off the bike, and the first thing they'll say is, "I'll be back on that bike in four months." It's that's they are driven like no one else. I think to me, it's like the most dangerous sport. That and Supercross, it's the most dangerous sport in the world, and they're just kind of these really humble. A lot of them like just country kids from Australia and we're just having to produce the best FMXs in the world. It's so sick there and they're all my great friends. It's, it's so great hearing some of these amazing stories. We never answered the good human factory, did we? No, I think yeah, we skipped I was, I was, I was we'll trying get to get back there. I'll just turn the light on real quick. Yeah, no worries. He skipped over your question. He deflected and went back to his – and finished the goat story. And finished the goat story. (laughs) There's this – whilst we wait for Harry to find the electricity, there's this classic story from – that from Travis Pastrana X Games about I think it was about 12 years ago and he was trying to do the double backflip 360 basically the TP roll it's called and he's in X Games best trick he slammed so hard the bike landed on top of his foot he ended up breaking um I think 36 bones in in his foot and and lower leg and ankle and it and what he did was, whilst the adrenaline was still running, he jumped back on the bike, rode back around to the start gate and said, sorry, guys, I'm doing this trick. I'm trying this trick one more time. I've got to do it before this foot is really hurting and the adrenaline runs off. And he did it and crashed it again. And it's like one of the legendary stories that makes Travis Pastrana who he is. And I think that's a big reason why guys like Harry look up to him because that's still one of the gnarliest stories in the history of X Games. Well, you didn't hear that story, Harry, but I think you know the story. <laughs> I, I heard Travis. Yeah. Ben. So ben Travis. So we'll get back to it. I think um, you hadn't finished your goat story earlier, which is why we didn't get to Cooper Chapman and his Good Human yeah. Factory. But you're an ambassador now of the Good Human Factory, yeah? Yeah, it's really cool. It's really exciting what Cooper's doing. Um, 
Cooper is showing that he's getting all these cool athletes, all these cool, whether it's Instagram personalities or athletes, um, on board just to show all the young generation that Instagram isn't as pretty as it seems, uh, the lifestyle isn't pretty as it seems. Even when you see all these people, it's like uh, these kids have watched these these um, figures go through their everyday life thinking that they don't have to make um, any decisions whether should I go take a shit now, should I eat my meal? Like They just kind of see them as like these effortless floating characters yeah. that don't have to make any decisions and just kind of, I don't know. They you just, just have think to post that, like, once a day. Just, yeah, yeah, they just think they just think that they are oh, they don't have jobs and they just kind of putt through and they don't they don't really have any, they never have any sad feelings because why would they? They're this figure. Yeah. But Uber's just trying to really show that everyone goes through the same emotions no matter who you are, no matter you Justin Bieber. Like it was really cool that Justin Bieber shared that thing saying that he had um I don't think he said he had depression, but he said he was said he was not like in a good head state. Mm, yeah. Um and things like that, and it and it purely comes down to um, comes down to how much you work on yourself. I believe um, now I know there's like carpenters are the most happiest people on the planet mm. because if you don't work, if you don't, when you go to rest at the end of the day, if you haven't earned your rest, like it, it's it just like it doesn't it doesn't work properly. It's not how the brain's made to work. Um, and Cooper's just doing a really good job of trying to emphasize that it's not all, it's not like we have to post about our problems yep. for people to know that we're human, but he's just trying to show that we do spend a lot of time focusing on ourselves, whether it is the meditation and mm. stuff like that, because there's, a, you'd probably, you'd be so surprised how many people do meditate on a daily basis, but they just never talk about it. Yep. There's more stuff getting talked about than, the bad stuff than the good stuff. Yep. Like on social media, it's terrible. Um, fake news spreads six times faster than any real news. Oh, yeah. Where do you get that statistic uh, from? I like I stats. Just it. I just read it. I just you made it up. Nah, <laughs> uh, they. Oh no, that was on the social dilemma. Oh yeah. I'm um, on Netflix. Social dilemma. Fake news spreads six times faster than real news. That's just uh, yeah. That was on that. But um. How do you meet Cooper? Yeah. So, Hey. How do you meet Cooper? Um, uh, just through all the boys. Um, through Alex Hayes. Um, uh, yeah, I met him through Alex Hayes at a when we were just all at a party one night. But um, yeah, kind of just seen him around on like social media and stuff. Um, just yeah. him being a pro surfer, living on the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, he's um, from our hometown of the Northern Beaches, so that's why we've kind of we've followed him oh, for a while. Sick. So I was so stoked when I seen both you and R. Willie in the space of a week become ambassadors for for a guy who we've kind of drawn we've some been chasing. Yeah, we've been chasing. Is. So put in a good word for us, mate, <laughs> to get him on this podcast, will you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Cooper's wicked. He he'd love to. He's um he's a yes man. He's, we have a lot in common and, um, yeah, no, he's a good dude. What's, what's next? What's next, um, for the, for the next little Wait, bit? Can I, can I just quickly say, um, Nathan wrote down some questions and stuff to give me a bit of insight into it. And he wrote this and I think it's a bit lame, but I'll go with it. He wanted me to ask you what, the, <laughs> what's the next bink thing? Like big, next big, thing. big, but bink. Yeah. Do you write that? You wrote that. That's a good. Question. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty good. That's a good question. Um, 
Um, obviously, like how I said, I've just kind of been focusing on building all my strength up and get my body back um, in the best condition I can um, so I can go back to being a savage and taking hits. Obviously, I want to be a lot more calculated now, but I've also just built my dream compound. I've got this big airbag. I've got this massive ramp there. Um, and there's lots of time to be spent on it. Um, I still haven't jumped that big ramp because I tore some ligaments in my knee and things like that. But um, I have, yeah, I, I see myself as like 50% through my riding career. So I have 50% still to complete, um, if not more. So I want to, yeah, I, I, but I really want to work hard and um, I don't have any limits. I don't have any, um, any goals whatsoever. I'm just setting a formula of, um, and obviously falling in love with the formula, but how I've been training and how I've been the journey I've been on. I want to, I want to, um, yeah, fucking just, just go keep, keep steady, keep consistent. So I don't burn out, but I want to do this for, for, as I said, I'm 50% through. So I got another 50% to go and I want to just really push the boundaries and see what's possible. Let's put a shameless, um, plug in there. He's, uh, all systems go for the October 23rd and 24th Nitro World Games at Suncorp Stadium in his home state of Queensland. And that is kind of, <laughs> that. that's not just a big focus for Harry. That's kind of the big focus for the action sports industry in 2021. Yeah. So get your tickets now at Ticket 2. <laughs> yeah, that obviously is, um, that obviously is my biggest focus. That's why I'm training so much at the moment. Um, there's no other big event there's no other like big comp there's no other competitions nothing this year this is the biggest thing happening um and as you said it's happening in the hometown um there's been last year was a whole write-off no events i was injured the whole year before so i've uh, i've got a really good comeback to um live up to and yeah it's gonna it's gonna be massive i'm really looking forward to it and i'm in i'm training right now for it so i started where i've never trained ever for when i say never trained i mean i've always been on tour and flown from a show straight to an never trained like this yeah i've never had downtime a month's downtime before before a competition so I've only ever been just I've been on Nitro tour and I've flown into the event with whatever trick um was whatever tricks I could already do other than Nitro World Games when I learned that um when I did that front flip rock solid flip I had a month at the at home went on tour for a month and then went into the competition so I was still a bit rusty being on tour for a month before it but this time it's just it's it's six it's it's a whole year at home leading up to the event so there's no excuses action sports olympics and instead of like two years ago when they all flew directly from i think denver or anaheim into sydney and rode um sydney x games with jet lag borrowed bikes skateboards and um bmx pads so yeah it's gonna be so great to see all these guys and i'm excited because i get to be up there in april with harry doing a whole bunch of promo stuff so we're gonna do some other cool shit which we can't really talk about right well, now it's i mean it's got the makings of a cinderella story like a year off injured a year off with covid and then yeah. a, a comeback in your home state for a Nitro yeah. World Games for your, your which is the the birth thing of, of your biggest hero of um, 
Travis Pastrana. It's got. It's a Hollywood blockbuster. Oh, blockbuster. It writes itself. See it. <laughs> Good mate, you can tick deck. <laughs> I'm not paying. I'll get tickets of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's been it's been sick talking to you, dude. I I didn't think we'd talk about Miley Cyrus or Justin Bieber, but you snuck that in there. Yeah, <laughs> those are squeezing in. <laughs> um, I know Nathan has been really looking forward to having you on uh, on his little baby podcast, and I've definitely looked yeah, looked sick, forward to I- having you on here. Uh, and it's I, an epic thing you guys are doing. <laughs> thanks, dude. And it's a great thing that you're doing too. And just to talk to you and hear your insights on mental health, it's just it's so far advanced to to what I I knew at 26 years old. So good on you for that. Yeah, Harold, Thank buddy, thanks for taking the time for this. I owe you a call tomorrow to nut out the uh, Brisbane contract, so let's uh, let's do that tomorrow, buddy. I lo- love the shit out of you, mate. I love what <laughs> love what you do on the bike, but I love even more what you're doing off the bike. So keep spreading this brilliant, positive messaging you're doing, dude, because you are you are changing people's lives in a positive way, and you are literally the definition of a good human. So thanks, buddy. Oh, you're a legend, mate. I appreciate it, man. It means a lot hearing that. It's nice to touch up on it because a lot of the times you do come up with all these scenarios and it's just you and yourself having these thoughts. And, um, yeah, it's cool to share them with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, and we can send this to your dad when it goes live as well and he'll be stoked that you're doing some good stuff on social. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He's (laughs) He's a good man. I um, I don't know how much... When I go, because I always throw so many analogies around, I think when I do throw good ones, he just doesn't, he just kind of is so used to hearing that many, he doesn't know what ones to take in. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm almost like, I'm on to it now. I've nailed it. <laughs> this is, these are it. So from an outsider looking in, you're like getting the end of my analogies, but he's been listening to my analogies the whole oh, life. So he's just like, yeah, whatever, another analogy. It always blends in with the rest mm. of them. Well, I'm sure he's a very proud dad, dude, and just like we're proud of you as well, dude. So keep doing what you're doing, and uh, love, love you, buddy. Thank you for coming and coming on and chatting and giving some great insights. Uh, epic boys, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, man. See you later. See you, Harold. See you, buddy. Bye. <laughs>